Don't cats eat their owners if the owner dies in the house? Yeah, they go for the face first because that's <laughs> the juiciest parts. Do they not go for the, the the anus first? No, they go for the face because they're like tears salty and. and most animals skin. go straight for the anus. No, no, not most good. animals. That's only mammals. Um, is it, no, it's only a few. Is it mountain lions or coyotes? One of them. There's, they go. It's not just coyotes. It's everything. They go. They go for the anus. Are you saying, first. as a mammal, Bear. you would go straight for the anus? <laughs> yep. If we, if you get attacked now. by a grizzly, <laughs> it's going to eat you from the arsehole first. Really? Yeah. It's going straight for your anus. <laughs> <laughs> It's the juiciest bit. My cat's not even got the decency to wait for me to die. He <laughs> <laughs> bites me all the time. In the anus. Welcome to the Armist Inquisition. Saturday, the nineteenth of January, twenty nineteen. Matthew's back from his diplomatic mission to Alderaan. Welcome back, Matthew. Thanks. And we've also got online chemistry tutor here. Good evening. What's the website, Steve? Online chemistry tutor dot net. Dot net. Dot net. Is that cheap? Dot com had already gone. <laughs> See, we're peaking already. Look at state. As soon as oh. we start laughing. Oh, no. Turn us down. Oh, it's a mess. <laughs> Can't live with these levels. No. He's getting crackly. Does that mean we have to start again? No. no. Oh, that's all right. Oh, Phil, I don't think it's the same. <laughs> It's I not the same. You've taken the sugar out. <laughs> Was it sweet? It's like fucking medicine now. <laughs> Try again. Ben is sampling uh, a Badger's Brewery. Yeah, for Dor- Dorset. What is it? Cra- the Cranbourne Poacher. Now, I thought this was the same as Poacher's Choice, and they'd just rebranded it. And maybe they have. I should probably Google it, but it doesn't smell or taste the same it's not as sweet and lovely cloyey as the other one which i quite liked it was like a chewy ale well it's different I'm, ingredients i'm in disappointed it. i think they've maybe just taken the sugar out i think it's a different beer you think? i think they've dropped they just changed the range i, I hope it is and that, you can still get a poacher's choice they've been selling the same half dozen beers for like 10 years near enough yeah but if it ain't broke <laughs> maybe the sales were were falling yeah, well, you've stopped drinking it. Yeah, yeah, it's the low carb fad. It's, it's, it's hurting Badger's Brewery. Yeah, I've done a fast every day this week, apart from today. How quick did you go? Super fast. <laughs> Excellent. Fiber. Fat? Are you going to fiber it? The no, I meant like fiber optic. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> fast fiber. I've not had lunch any day this you week. Not had lunch, wow. dinner, or tea? No. No, I've done um, uh, daytime fasting. Every day? Every day I've done, yeah. Fucking Apart man. from today. And no breakfast, obviously. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, six You didn't days. eat all day Sunday? Till tea nope. time? Last Sunday, no. You no. just gorge yourself at, in the dark hours? Couple of nights. So Sunday, after the podcast, obviously I was a bit tipsy. So I had a load yeah. of shit. I shouldn't have had rich tea biscuits and... <laughs> Crumpets and all the rest of it with jam on, just to be a glutton. Nice. Hot crumpets, and then the butter kind of fills the, yeah. the craters. <laughs> I'm always a little bit disappointed when you butter a crumpet and some of the butter leaks through the crumpet. Oh, Onto the plate. Yeah. Do you not like mopping it up? Yeah, I do. With but the you final know, bite. I, I just think it's a bit, you know. Mm. First world problems. Yeah. 
Do you not uh, <laughs> could use a napkin <laughs> or a doily? Do you not take the last piece of crumpet or mop the plate and then hold the plate and pour the molten Ooh. butter onto the crumpet? Um, I don't use that much butter. <laughs> to oh, uh, if you're gonna have crumpets, you might as well have loads mm. of butter on them. Oh. <laughs> it's the same with toast. You don't want like you don't want to butter cold toast. So there's like a no, and then it kind of mixes with the jam on a marmalade. Makes oh, it no, it's shitty fucking I don't like that. nonsense. Yeah. It's got to be hot. Yeah, the margarine has to melt first, and then yeah. the jam goes on afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Hot butter. Why do people put We're jam on first? Are we? No, no, no. If you wait, if you if your toast pops. Yeah, and you know you, you yeah. Otherwise, you you're, you're on the you're on the clock, aren't you? Yeah, Once yeah. That pops, you are, you've yeah. got to get that margarine yeah. on straight away. It, I bet Otherwise, it's... you know there's going to be a, a margarine <laughs> jam disaster afterwards. I bet we're on less than a minute. I bet it's yeah. less than a minute from the pop of the toaster to the to the the optimum window for for uh, butteridge is is closed. That's one of my pet peeves, you know. The toast pops. I'm there. I've got the butter with the knife in it. The lid off the jam. It's yeah. ready to go. You and the toast pops, and then she'll shout me for something. Uh, for fuck's sake, I can't leave it now. <laughs> no. And what happens, you try and put it back in again, you end up burning it, don't yeah. you? Or it gets too dry. So bad. Mm. Have you ever come home from work and, <laughs> and seen that you've left <laughs> you've left your toast, you've completely forgotten about it? Never eat breakfast, so I don't know. Oh, right, yeah. No, that's, that's very disappointing. Crushing, I'd say, in <laughs> some circumstances. Oh, that's why I went to KFC twice today. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I forgot my two pieces of toast. Playing the toaster. I've not had any fast food this year. This day? Or this day. <laughs> this year? Mm. Wow. That's a big step for you, isn't it? Is that, is that a resolution? Or did it just, it just not happen to have been? Well, I didn't, I didn't get it signed in triplicate or anything, but it's... Uh, <laughs> it's a crushing realisation that, you know, things have to change, don't they, Ben? Yeah, I've lost two pounds. That's good. My yeah. dabbing unicorn t-shirt is... Uh, I think it's stretched beyond. <laughs> I did an experiment where um, I weighed myself and then defecated and then weighed myself again. Yeah, oh, really I was work. just about to say the same thing. Have you done it? I did it on some digital scales at work. How heavy was your turd? Um, I did two, and they were both <laughs> they were both around about four hundred grams. Yeah, about the same. Yeah. So I lost near enough n- half a pound. Nearly a kilo in right. poo. Oh, is that a pound then? Nearly a kilo. I don't know. It's eight two point two pounds per kilo. Is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just under probably. So it's two pound shit. No, no, one pound. Just under a pound. Oh. Point nine of a pound probably. Well, okay. Something like that. A bit of poo. Right. There were two reasonably large poos though. So yeah. yeah. Peering up at you after the water. <laughs> uh, not that bad. No. Preaching. Um, but were, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get technical, there were two different colours. Oh. Yeah. One was yellow. One was brown. Oh God. Oh. Uh, solid yellow. Eating? I don't know. That's bile, isn't it? No. Something's wrong with your pancreas. Well, I don't think you shit an entire bile turd, do you? <laughs> Unless there's something <laughs> seriously wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Get checked out. Get an endoscope up there. Oh, no. I know a guy. I'll do it for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> might film it. I end up on Pornhub. <laughs> doctor's surge. Fake, fake doctor. <laughs> mm. I read that Pornhub hits of... of Skyrocketed since the shutdown of the um, the US government. Apparently, Ooh, so all these feedback? all these government workers. Are, right. Oh, I think. Hello. Let's give that wire a wiggle. Government workers are. It's under, uh, it's under tension, Ben. Is it me? It's yeah, I was doing it before. So 
Sorry about that. Anyway, in the US, people like pornography. Still there, isn't it? Mm. Is it? Is that true, though? That it was. It was in BuzzFeed, so it must be. <laughs> oh yeah, we've had this discussion, haven't we? Say again, what were you saying about Pornhub? Um, Pornhub have um, <clears throat> noticed a spike in hits since the government shut down. I think it's related to hits from down. government um, computer IP addresses. Government computer IP addresses? Oh, so people... What? People looking mm. at porn at work? Yeah, because they're not getting paid. I think still, people still go into work, oh. but they're not getting paid because of the shutdown. I still wouldn't look at porn at work. There's a load of scientists who, uh, apparently, this was, I think this was probably in the same story, but there's a lot of uh, experiments that are going on that they're desperately trying to save their plants, animals, whatever. It's mostly biological uh, experiments. Um, but they're not allowed to generate any data during the, um, during the shutdown. And if they're found to have generated data during the shutdown as part of their experiment, they can lose their jobs. It's some weird law over there. Fake like, news. I suppose it's like crossing the uh, crossing the picket line, but mm. turbo. Mm. Oh. It seems shitty though, if you're a you're a science bud. Yeah, or any public sector worker over there. Yeah, it is. A, I, it's happened quite a few times over the last few years, hasn't it? it happened Remember with the bomb? It loads, didn't it? Over Obamacare, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, and Trump slammed him for it, just saying, that, yeah. "Look at this idiot! He's shut down the country." But this is the biggest shutdown they've ever had. Mm. It's all the about longest, the longest, isn't it? It's all about terminology. It's all about terminology. That's the cause because he wants a wall. Yes, and they want a barrier. The, the, you can listen to clips online of Obama talking about strengthening the border and blah blah blah, and doing this more money to invest in border security, all the rest of it. The thing is, he made it a point, a, a pin, the the pinnacle of his campaign, his soundbite, build yeah. that wall. They don't want to give it him. No. Yeah. So we can't, why doesn't he say, fucking children, sorry, aren't they? Sorry, guys. I, I tried. Well, he no, says, like, I've got a fucking mandate, else. haven't I? Mm. Mm. They elected me. The House of Representatives didn't elect me. People did. On this, my flagship mm. commitment, whatever policy. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because it's like. Uh, the executive branch going against the well, well, it's the other way around, isn't it? The um, executive branch fighting against the legislative branch. Mm. Mm. The way the power's split in their system, it's you can end up with this situation. Where's that swamp he was going to drain as well? That Florida, was Washington D.C. Uh, oh, it was metaphorical, <laughs> but the wall was not metaphoric. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Drain that wall. Mm. <laughs> be Build a swamp. I'll tell you what, the thing is, though, another part of his camp- uh, point he made in his campaign was that Mexico were going to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, Good luck, mate. You know, you can, if you're a Democrat, you could say, well, you know, sorry, orange man. Mexico should be paying for it, not us. That's what mm. you promised. Yeah. But then, no, he's come out and said they will in tariffs and stuff. Ah, right, Trade so he tariffs. was talking in... Well, no. <laughs> double speed. Yeah, yeah, he never said that on the campaign trail. No, he, he didn't, didn't say on the campaign trail. No. But that's what he has said since. Yeah. Yeah. He said that there. Yeah. He was they will pay, yeah. They will pay, yeah. I know uh, I said they were clever. Gonna pay, but I didn't mean they were really going to pay. Yeah, no. They're not going to pay directly. They're not going to yeah. pay. They're not going to write as a cheque. They will pay yeah. indirectly. Mm. That's very clever. Mm-hmm. That's clever. Are there any places in the world where a, a big wall has actually worked? China. 
Well, did it work though? It doesn't yeah. work now. Doesn't I was it? listening to something because there was some uh, on on Radio Four, obviously, my car journey home. Yeah, and to work, and it said he, they thought it was the uh, the most successful infrastructure project ever because it lasted a thousand years, right, without it, being breached, and it kept it? the border for a thousand years. Yeah, just to protect the protect them against the Mongols. Yeah. How long did Hadrian's Wall last? So it's not very good now. <coughs> No, no. Well, well, that's well what happened? Stepped it, over took, it. it took no. It took um, a, a, a new technology, gunpowder, to breach it. Right. So it was. A th- I think it was built in 500 AD, wasn't it? So it if you build a wall, will it take new technology to breach it in the future? Do you think? Will it just be a shit wall? It's already like? breached now because it's tunnels, and it's, and they've said he, a lot of it is saying it's to stop drugs and mm. when vehicles. They do the, um, well, I don't know what he's, what, mm. when he's been saying like carrying drugs across the border. Most of it comes across the checkpoints. Right. Uh, I drugs if and things the, like that. Uh, it's symbolic the, more than anything, I think. Yeah, of course it is. Do you think the instances of marijuana smuggling across the border has, has um, reduced since the legalization in places like Colorado? And you probably think so, wouldn't you? Must have done. Mm. So if you were to legalize <coughs> all drugs, I think it's probably cocaine. The problem. Well, yeah, of course you would, and and you'd have lots of tax revenue from you it. You would to spend, and you could build walls all over the place. This is where you. Ne- this is why you need your walls, because that's that was the main purpose of Hadrian's Wall was to do with taxation. It wasn't about. It wasn't so much about keeping the picks out in the north. Mm. It was about controlling the trade between the two areas. As much as anything, that was its prime oh. reason. What was the and Berlin Wall for? That was to keep people in. Keep people yeah. yeah. going. That, that was, that was for personal. It was a brain drain, wasn't it? A lot of the, a lot of the uh, the academics and people from East Berlin were going west. Yeah, going west, and it was to put a stop to that, essentially. Okay. Hmm. Well, Hadrian's so, rule only fell apart because they left. You see, in the four hundreds AD, right? They abandoned us as a province because they were they were too uh, sparsely spread. So built by an invading nation then. Whereas yeah, the, yeah. the Berlin Wall wasn't and the Great Wall of China was defensive. Built by the Chinese defensive. Berlin Wall was to keep people in. Mm. Uh Hadrian's Wall's protection from an in, and it was built by an invading force, technically. Well it was the installing Romans. a border. Yeah. Mm. And then this Trump wall. Oh, the Palestinian wall in Palestine was <laughs> What's that all about? That's to keep uh, Hezbollah out, isn't it? That's so. That's to keep people out. Yeah. Okay. And uh, terrorists, so they say. That's out. territorial. And this one then is just going to be for stopping drug smuggling and people and rapists. People. Apparently, it's about control of migration, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Okay. Ah, this is it. It's not drugs. No. It's a, it, do you know how many un, uh, illegal immigrants th- there could be in California? They're all illegal immigrants, aren't they? In America, isn't that the, <laughs> isn't that the fact? <laughs> no, not technically. They are. You look at it because they formed a state. Mm. Okay, but they they are an invading force. Mm, to a degree, I suppose so. I want th- no. What do you call them? On the Mayflower, an invading force. I would call them settlers, pilgrims, Mm. fleeing uh, what they they saw as... They were fleeing persecution. Persecution, yeah. Migrants, immigrants. Mm. Yeah. And at that time, there was loads of room. (laughs) Yeah. 
but we've moved on since then. We have nation states. And, well, mm. they they didn't go. I don't think. I suppose they did go looking for a new life. Mm. Just like but, the Mexicans are trying to do. Mm. Yeah, but we have laws. So it's about keeping the right kind of immigrants in and the wrong kind of immigrants out. It's about having control over which immigrants you let in or out. So control for economic like reasons. Fascism, then? <laughs> no, no, no. It's saying we've got a shortage of uh, joiners, so we're going to we let in more joiners this year. Instead of letting in fifty thousand plumbers and fifty thousand joiners, we're going to let in seventy-five thousand joiners and twenty-five thousand plumbers. It's hmm. being able to plan how you do your public spending, how you plan your infrastructure. Well, how that many... makes kind of sounds like it makes sense. Yeah, what you, what it does make sense. Controlling immigration. Well, I suppose you've got a lot of people who just want to come in who aren't even joiners. No. People people want to better their lives, don't they? Mm. But they should do it legally. They should apply legally. Yeah. What You shouldn't break the law to enter someone's country. I've not heard a lot of success stories. I'm sure there are millions of success stories of people... Um, Back again. People uh, entering countries legally and... Building better lives for themselves. Just leave it. But they're It'll just not probably um, go away on its own. They're just not reported, I guess, are they? Say again, because I weren't listening because I was looking I've, at you fiddle with your lead. I've not seen many um, stories about how there are there are. Um, what was I going? Legal immigrants. Yeah. So stories about people and families who've who've improved their lives through hard uh, coming from hardship into a new country or whatever um, through legal means and just now now that it's great and they're happy in their new country with jobs. You don't hear about that? No, I, I've not heard many stories. It's all it's all kind of like, oh, there's too many illegal immigrants in Dover or whatever, wherever in this country. And then over in the States, it's all about people jumping over from Mexico. Yeah. Maybe if there, there should be more balance in, in that reporting maybe i'm just not seeing it because i'm i think regardless of the reporting it's just a legal issue it's a law if you break the law there should be consequences Mm. and the law's there for obvious reasons so you know whether i know the the news is always picking up going to pick up negative stories you know that's why you're not hearing the good news stories about immigrants because that doesn't sell papers no Mm. Nope. But you've just got to look at it from a an over... Well, the way I look at it, it's just an overarching view and that's the law, it's there for a reason. I mean, what's the alternative? Just open door to anyone, I suppose. If you're not going to control your border and your immigration. No borders anyway, just global global citizen. Yeah, but we're not there yet, are we? No. Mm. Because there's too much... We're not sophisticated mm. enough for that. There's too many differences. How many... Can you, can you imagine sort of things like terrorism or sectarian violence and things like that that would that would happen if you just had a worldwide no borders i think after a few hundred years people would just settle into Calm their down. zones and we'd, we'd have borders again <laughs> well yeah we'd be like back where we are probably yeah. yeah yeah that's a good point mm. people say when they look at the uh, astronauts sometimes say when they go up into space that they see the earth with no borders and everything mm. and it and it's uh gives them a a, a you know feeling you'll have heard about that steve you've read a few yeah, astronaut yeah. biographies haven't you well yeah one or two they, they definitely gives them a different pers- uh, perspective of the world for sure um 
They know it's round. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Is that it now? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Yes, yes, it's round. <laughs> <laughs> I just dignified that with an answer. <laughs> 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 Yeah. There was a tweet by um, the Flat Earth Society, and it was something along the lines of, uh, I can't remember exactly, you have to look it up, but it was something along the lines of um, Great News membership of the Flat Earth Society has increased massively across the globe. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> A humanist society replied with something like, read that again, <laughs> dot, 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 <laughs> slowly, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. <laughs> Can you get us some uh, raspberries out of the freezer? Good God. You're going to talk about me whilst I'm out? No, not at all. We talked about you all last week, all last podcast. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> um, just thinking when you were talking about... Uh, we are talking about walls, and um, I don't know if you n know much about the story of the end of the Berlin Wall, but it kind of, it fell by accident, in a way. Mm. You know, when, uh, if you've seen this, the scenes on the TV, of all of the, the people from East and West Berlin on the wall and them knocking it down, it was November 1989, and um, it wasn't meant to happen like that. I don't know if you've any of you heard the, the story of what happened, but no. essentially it was, I it was it was something a, to do with Hasselhoff, wasn't it? it? He he <laughs> happened to be there, I believe, but it was it was essentially an administrative error. Um, the the precursor to it, well, you had Reagan's speech where he went to Berlin and he said, "Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall." Yeah, you know, and, and the world was changing, and um, oh. you know the the Cold War was kind of starting to come to a close. There it was, was heating a, up a new a new <laughs> yeah. improved relationship. It's thawing out. Yeah, thawing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and um, Austria, I think if I remember this correctly, Austria opened its border with Hungary, which was the first kind of um, east-west border to open, and people had, had could freely travel with the with passports or the right documents, I believe. Wow. So what happened was that a lot of people from East Berlin um, were travelling through East Germany into Hungary, then through into Austria, so they were just kind of going the long way so around. Go around, yeah. yeah. And I think the um, the German authorities recognised that this wasn't going to, to work anymore and they, they needed to come up with some kind of a, uh, essentially a system for allowing, um, I think, I think a quota of people to cross from East Berlin to West Berlin and back again to see probably relatives. They oh, not permanently. Friends. Yeah, it was, I, I believe that's right. It was designed to be a temporary thing to try and ease the kind of pressure and to, to show a kind of a goodwill and but to, they weren't letting people go and settle. There was only for visits. I think the and idea was that it was a temporary arrangement. You yeah. could go across and then you were expected to, to go back. Mm. Um, but there was some kind of a, a miscommunication. Um, it was meant to take place the following day, and it was meant to be for um, for a limited number of people or something. They were going to very much manage it. Um, it was agreed hastily. The piece of paper announcing the with the information to announce this on the news was handed to a minister who hadn't been fully briefed, and and he went on the news and they said about you know this arrangement people will be allowed to cross and all of a sudden everybody kind of did a bit of a sharp intake of breath, and and he was asked a question and um, he he looked at his piece of paper he looked at all these reporters and kind of said uh, well you know he's asked about who, what what are the arrangements who's going to be allowed to go well, you know. 
And he, and he said, uh, as far as I can tell, it's immediate without reservation. <laughs> so what happened was that everybody who was watching the 8 o'clock news or whatever it was in East Berlin turned and off the TV and went to the wall. They went to Checkpoint Charlie and the other checkpoints. All of them were there. So the, these soldiers who had been told that it was going to be a kind of a hadn't even them they hadn't been properly briefed, so that you got like two soldiers at the gates with the with the rifles. What are we going to do? Each other and looking <laughs> at this mob coming towards them, and the soldiers were kind of along the lines of, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And the the crowd said, "Oh, it's okay." The minister said we could, mm. and yeah. and they realised that they they didn't really have any choice, and they just opened the gates. Wow. And and they started going through and and um, because West Germany picked up a lot of the broadcasts, they've been watching this as well. So they 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 were there at the other side, yeah. ready to greet them, and they started going across. And there were just so many people there that there wasn't anything that could really be done. And I think obviously they started having one or two drinks, and some of them brought brought hammers and chisel, chisels and pickaxes. And yeah. before you knew it, they started going at the wall and they tore the whole thing down. Pretty much people power. Yeah, that, it, it was. It was. They, they, there was literally nothing they could do. No. Have you? Uh... They, they shoot them all. That was the only thing they could do. Start shooting, and they realised that from yeah. every point of view, that would be an absolute disaster. Oh, so absolutely. Yeah. They had to. They had to allow it to happen. So when did the Hof turn up? <clears throat> I've, wasn't he there that evening? Wasn't, wasn't he, he was, actually in Berlin? It was just a, a lucky coincidence, wasn't yeah. it? And he took the chance and he went and stood on the wall and did yeah. his, and he got to number one. Started singing Freedom, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Massive in Germany. Oh, yeah. it has been. Yeah. yeah. From that point, I think. Have you seen any uh, pieces of the Berlin Wall? No, I should have one. Should have from here. For oh, you can't have them. <laughs> It'd be good, though. Um, the, uh, there's one in the German Tank Museum. <laughs> Right. You always it. throw in the German tank museum. <laughs> Is that in Berlin? It once, when I went to the German tank museum, you always talk about the German tank museum. Uh, no, it's in um, Hamburg. All oh, right, okay. Yeah, there's a. Is it Hamburg? There's a bit there because yeah, there's a chunk of it. I have actually been to Berlin, and some of the wall is still there. Still there in, the, in some parts, yeah, and. Uh, they they have people who do routines dressed as border guards. So yeah, we've been to Checkpoint Charlie. And mm. You can spend like two or three euros, and I got my old passport like half a dozen different official stamps. Oh nice! Well, they said they were, you know. So it's yeah. like a so this is the American stamp, and this is the British stamp, oh, and this cool. is the French stamp, and this is the East German stamp, and the West German stamp, and the Russian stamp. Mm. So yeah, it's all graffitied on one side, isn't it? That be the west side. I it wasn't, think wasn't guarded. I think that would have been the west side. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had they had um, essentially a, a, a corridor of death on the east side. Mm, if you got yeah, so close, they, they, they shot at you. I watched a film on your recommendation, Steve, mm-hmm. this week. That reminds me. Oh, yeah. um, what was that? And I've been putting it off because I just didn't fancy it. The Bridge of Spies. Bridge oh, of Spies. Quite enjoyed what do you that. Think? I thought it was excellent. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Four and a half. Yeah. I'd give it. Four it was and a half. Brilliant film. I'd say four. Tom, it was on Netflix, wasn't Tom it? Tom Hanks, yeah. Sp- Spielberg direct, yeah, uh, did, yeah, did, yeah, and, and Rylance, mm. he was always very good. I think Mark Rylance, BFG, yeah, yeah. big fucking giant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we saw that over Christmas, BFG. I tried to watch it. It. it; it was a bit <clears throat> twelve mats. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad that was a, a recommendation that. Was well received. I just remind because I remember the scene where he's on the train and there's people getting over the wall. Yeah, mm. and uh, it doesn't end well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you, when you're there, you hear about some of the escapes that that they did, and some of the ones that succeeded. And they, they had they had uh, one or two who essentially did kind of a zip wire, right? Really? They, they they obviously caught with somebody pretty much. Yeah, yeah. yeah caught hanging zip wire, and and some of them made it. 
Without Jeez. being shot. Um, <laughs> there was one who um, used, used a sports car. They basically lowered the suspension. And they just drove straight under, you know, dun, roof, dun, roof down, dun, head dun, down. Dun, and apparently yeah. the guards were too stunned. <laughs> they just literally wow. like, what the? <laughs> no, I think they drove towards me and drove through, yeah. I was listening on uh, Radio 4 again. Uh, just, you know, free advertising. Shout out to Radio 4, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we'd get us on BBC Sounds. Um, Would they have us? No. Um, <laughs> and they said that what they did is if you had a young boy or a young girl or whatever and they, you wanted them to go and live in the west and you had family over there of a similar age child you basically went both families went on holiday to bulgaria <laughs> the west german boy or girl gave the passport to a similar looking east german boy or girl they traveled back to west germany on that passport and then that person with no passport went to the embassy in Bulgaria and said I've lost my passport Oh, and nice. I went wow. home afterwards wow. Ah, wow but there were no computers I would imagine then, would you they? wouldn't be able to do that today no it's all on database yeah. and you'd know straight away so yeah mm. well that's what they did apparently a lot yeah imagine having to do that can you imagine having to kind of send, say to your child yeah. we're going to send you away to live with your relatives and we don't know when we're going to see you again mm -hmm. happens a lot in other countries that. oh yeah yeah mm. yeah I think yeah. Uh, like yeah. Qatar I'm sure there's like about a, isn't that a billion Bangladeshis and uh, Indian people building all the stadiums there at the moment. Yeah, maybe yeah, I think so. Yeah. And Chinese people and working uh, away is Asian. one thing. It's uh, they send them away for years, knowing it's going to be years before mm. they can get over. Yeah, it's very difficult to think to imagine that. Jeez. Well, right. That stunned us all. <laughs> Speaking of Qatar, the World Cup's going to be in uh, over Christmas, isn't it? Next yeah. time? Have they moved it to Christmas? They yeah. said they wouldn't do FIFA. Really it will never. This is, we'll never bear in mind, that. this is FIFA we're talking about. Mm. Are they still as corrupt now Blatter's gone? Yeah. I, th I think. Really? Uh, yeah, I think it's football. Is, where there's money, there's corruption. Yeah. They say it rots from the head, but I think the whole thing's pretty pretty rotten, isn't it? But yeah. It's just so, it's so much money. Billions, isn't it? How much did they make out of the last World Cup? A lot. Is it tens of billions mm. they make? It's a scam the way they charge uh, the sponsors and things. Mm. They, they're just brilliant at making money, exploiting that brand. Exactly. It came from nowhere, really. I mean, it, was, it wasn't was a big deal in the 80s, was it? FIFA, money-wise. Mm. It seems I would to... say from 1990 onwards, yeah, it's, 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 it's similar time to the Premier League. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it's probably late 80s, early 90s where it all started to... To take off, yeah. Do you think Wimbledon's is corrupt? <laughs> <laughs> well, the LTA, the LTA, Lawn Tennis Association, they get a, a rough time. They probably have their fair share from, of scandals. <laughs> from most people, though, they said they don't do anything. It's like the FA, isn't it? It's similar to that in that a lot of, t of people in a lot of money, but nothing ever gets done no. kind of thing. Jumpers with goalposts. Mm. Well, funnily enough, I was, I was having a conversation recently with uh, somebody from Namibia. And and he said, because um, he, he he was used to be in the army, he, and he served in lots of war, war-torn regions mm. of Africa, so he he's seen corruption, real yeah. corruption up front. And he said um, one of the things about Britain, and he, you know he's, he he spoke very fondly of Britain. He's lived here a long time, and he he thinks it's a wonderful country. He said the corruption is 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 very. There's hardly any corruption in Britain. But he says I think there's a lot of cronyism. Mm. Yeah. That's what he said. What's the difference? Well, 
Good question. Um, I guess the difference is that cronyism, technically speaking, isn't illegal. Mm-hmm. So if you benefit uh, somebody and give them um, a potentially lucrative opportunity, but the way in which they got that opportunity isn't illegal, then it's it's not it's not corruption. Is that a bit like the Sam Allardyce thing when he was forced out of the England job? Would you call that cronyism? He was using his position to make money, yeah. wasn't he? That mm. was the thing. I don't think that was illegal, though, was it? Well, it wasn't even him, wasn't it? It was doing it for a friend. I don't know. It could basically come to a dinner at the request of a friend, <laughs> and his friend got him fucking fired, basically, because he made him... What was it? Did he... Was he saying that he could... Uh, Something to do with access, wasn't it? He could he could get access to certain people and he could maybe. set up meetings and that kind of thing. Is that what it was? I that, think it was something like that. I bet that happens all the time. And he's he's just so. unlucky to have been but caught. I'm sure well, the, the wheels of commerce turn on the back of yeah. that, I'm sure. There's a thing about like tapping up as well, players, isn't there? Because Liverpool got done for... Jurgen Klopp had a meeting with Van Dyke, Virgil Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> yeah. Before Mary they signed him. Good morning, Mr. Croppy. <laughs> in Blackpool. And Southampton found out about it, kicked off. Liverpool completely withdrew from trying to sign him. And then they ended up paying something like £15 million more than what they were originally going to offer. I can't believe it's illegal for a manager to go and talk to a player and tap him up. It apparently is. Because wow. it must be in the contract. You can't discuss without our knowledge with another team about a transfer. I think that's so the idea. It's a breach of contract there. It, it should be done, it should be transparent and yeah, yeah. I think that's it. So I think through agents and things. Yeah, well. I think, I think it, a bureaucracy. If, if you're a manager of a football club and you like a player at another club, <coughs> it's during a transfer window, you have to approach the club because yeah. they, they hold the player's contract and, and regist- player registration. Yeah. The transfer is essentially the transfer of the player's registration to say the they can play from one club, a different club instead of you know your club. Uh, yeah. And that if a player is under contract, that the club can say no at any time. They can say we hold your your registration. You're not going anywhere. I bet it's like that. Hang on, hang on a minute then. Say <laughs> so if you what, what have I done? Say <laughs> so if you were a teacher, right? Um, a science teacher, say. You're okay. a science teacher, for okay. example. I think I can imagine that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> if you get a phone call from a head teacher of a, a different school uh-huh. saying they'd like to offer you a job, yeah, is that... But it's not in his contract, your... is it? Well, the, the way that teachers' contracts sort of make it a little more general and a little more hypothetical now, uh, the way that teachers' contracts work is that you are contracted to give either a half-term or a full-term's notice. Yeah, there's notice periods. In um, so that was how it would work. So let's just say a teacher, or what we're in now, we're in January. So in most cases, a teacher, if it's half-term's notice... It's got to be a full half term, so they wouldn't actually be able to go in February half term, be able to go Easter. Now, other head teachers know that, so they, they could say to you, look, we have a vacancy, we think you're the right person to fill it, we'd like to offer you the position, what do you think? Um, incidentally, it's very rare, this, but I can come back to that in a minute. What that person would have to do, who's been offered the job, they obviously think it over, and if they want to accept, if they've got any sense, they'll say, well, I'd like the offer in writing first, so... They know that when they're resigning, they've got another job to go to. Yeah. And then they could resign to start a new job in, in at Easter. Mm. That's how it would work. There's there's no uh, transfer system for teachers. <laughs> That'd be quite good. That's quite a good would, motto. It? If there was a transfer system for teachers, yeah. how much would you be worth? Exactly. Oh, that's quite yeah. a, wow, that is yeah. good. Yeah. It sounds like top trumps as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
Then yeah. does the like pedagogy lose... eighty five, <laughs> yeah. discipline yeah. eighty three, <laughs> sense of humour ninety nine. <laughs> Excellent. These are my stats, by the way. Got a shiny card. <laughs> <laughs> what other uh, categories would they have? <laughs> Teaching tolerance oh. of senior leadership bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Three. You need a high score for that. Three. Three. Yeah. If you want Three. a job. Uh, <laughs> legibility of board writing. Oh, there's a good one. <laughs> mm. Seven and a half. Chalk handling. That's better, yeah. Stare. The stare. Oh, yeah. How good yeah, is your yeah. stare? <laughs> yeah. Um, we had a guy who jumped on tables at our school. Who was that? Uh, in in legend, Mr. Warmsley, English teacher. Did, oh is yeah, this, he this was our ladies. He yeah. was on the edge. Yeah, he taught me. He taught me <coughs> English. He never jumped on a table. He jumped on the table him, once. For we us. didn't push him that far. No, because we, we, he was legend by the time. I think it was legend mm. by the time we were we were there. And he, he jumped on once, I think, because he uh, knew that. How big was his beard when you were there? Because he only grew it in he the had time zero I was there. Beard. Oh, it had yeah, gone zero again. Beard, yeah. yeah. So he'd grown it when, when he had a, a good fa- face of hair, if there is oh, such right. a thing, when, when I left in 93. I can appreciate it. He obviously that. shared it, because you guys would have started a few years later. Mm. He'd obviously shaved it by then. He was a, a he black was belt in Shotokan karate. He was. Karate, karate was, black belt. Yeah. Wow. And that. also, more trivia, he had a twin brother. Did he? That I didn't know. Who was a priest. And also taught. Do you think school. he's wow. a belt still? No. Yeah, I'd like to think so. He was, he was all right. He had a good sense of humour. Yeah, he was a I nice really guy. liked him. I remember him. And he, and he yeah, my my English, my education got better and better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my English, my English were really good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I speak right proper. He <laughs> uh, is learning lots of <laughs> lots of Greek English. I remember that man. I remember vividly always getting a boner in English. <laughs> God. Well, he had that going for him oh, as well, then. Let's <laughs> put that on the top. Oh, Jesus. I remember getting up numerous times. I don't know what it was. It was time of day, a lesson, I don't know. Are you not confusing that with maths? No. Oh, okay. Oh, no English. <laughs> Who did you have for maths? Uh, uh, oh, tree plus tree plus tree. Oh, Mr. McNeeny. McNeeny. He yeah. was a legend as well. I had him in year eight. He was a good guy. I liked him. Good, good teacher. Yes. Stress said, "Yeah, it was a good teacher. Yeah, you could push him. Angry, he, 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 he could only take so much, couldn't he? he was, He'd he let you know when he'd had enough." Mm. We had Mrs. Chewson. I had Mrs. Mrs. Chewson mm. from Year Nine onwards for GCSE. Yeah. She had a nice car, didn't she? Tigre. She had a Tigre. Yeah. Oh, before that, she had, a, she had the convertible, convertible Rover. Rover. T did have yeah. a nice car. <laughs> Mr. Reed had a nice car. Yeah. MG Roadster. Yeah, yeah, he taught me as well, from It's some, it's some in my year. Yeah. He taught me GCSE chemistry. He was um, a bit of a knobway. Yeah, he was. <laughs> no, he was. He was like a. No, he was. He was. A, he was an absolute prick. Him. <laughs> he was a genuinely. You had him for he was. He was a good teacher though. He, I mean, he, he had, had a form teacher. teacher. Had a form oh, teacher for oh, like oh, four years. God. Four years. <laughs> something stupid. Oh, three years, and he was. He was a fucking knob. Mr. C. What, was the way the way the way he treated me in school. Because he left his kids across the road from where I lived, and he would be completely different with me outside of school. Right, yeah. he would talk to me completely differently. I suppose that's to be expected. But um, yeah, he kind of like picked on me, and like yeah, he didn't pick on me that much. A few no. times he did. 
We had character a... building that, Matthew. Yeah, he was a knob. Do you remember Mr. Seed? And then in later years, seeing him outside in a warehouse and uh, in the local bars and no, clubs. No, never saw him out. Never had Mr. Seed? No, I, I never seen seen him out me. because you must have raised it. Yeah. But we never had him. Yeah, he, t- he taught us biology. He used to throw board rubbers. Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a few people who throw. It was that, and uh, who was the other one? Mr. McVeigh. Mm-hmm. PTG. Team McVeigh running down the wing. He was all right. I quite <laughs> he, liked. He was he was my form tutor in year eight. He was yeah. I, I he always was liked a nice him. Person. He I, had the was, same name he, as a Unabomber, didn't he? Timothy McVeigh. Timothy oh, McVeigh. Was it yeah. Trevor. It was Trevor. Though, wasn't no, it? No, 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 no. I think there was, was one called Tim? Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Yeah, because I. No, he was Trevor. Yeah, he was Trevor. Was he Trevor? Yeah, you have to beep all this out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. It's a beep, beep. I was so, going to suggest trying to get hold of Mr. Wormsley and having him on the podcast. <laughs> Mr. Wormsley? The English, English teacher. teacher. Yeah. That would be amazing. You'll have, I tell you it? what, you, you, an, an experienced teacher for the stories. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the things about teaching. You get quite a few stories. I can remember. on Facebook. Can, Old people are on Facebook I can now. remember Some being in his class because it was the top of the English thing. And then seeing uh, one of the students out, it was in class time, absolutely belting it across <laughs> the playing fields, like trying to bunk off with teachers running after him. <laughs> Excellent. I've just had a great idea for a podcast. Mm-hmm. You ring up a different teacher every week and ask them the funniest stories. That would be good. Yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Half an hour interview every week. Mm-hmm. That'd be ace. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. yeah. Start doing it. Then. Older teachers, the better. Well, you think the older you would think, the more time you spend in the classroom, the more the higher probability you're going to see something yeah. wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's definitely it. The the longer you're in it, the yeah. I think everybody's got a story. I mean, I've got a few. I'm trying to try and think of one now. How will yeah. we get uh, hold of Mr. Wormsley? I'm going to try now. Facebook. Wow. Well, how? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just type, type on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just type in search what? for Mr. Wormsley on Google. What was his first name? <laughs> Mr. Bernard. Mr. Bernard. One of, one of my, I, I can give you a story actually, um, but it doesn't involve me. It was long before our time. Um, it actually goes back to when I first started in the steel industry because um, we used to do these placements with different departments. And I got, in my first one, I got put with this fella called Frank, who was 60 years old. And oh. we're talking nearly 20 years ago now, so I hope, I hope he's still around. Um, and he was he was getting close to retirement. He knew everything about his job. He was he was basically that good that he could have the main parts of his job done in about two hours. What was he, his job? He, he was essentially he was in the coke oven at Redcar, and he was the, he was one of the technologists. <laughs> the coke oven. Yes, not. Yes. Shall, do I need to do I need to elaborate? This sounds like a nightclub. <laughs> the coke oven. It sounds like a nightclub. What's the coke? What's the coke, what's oven? coke oven? Well. That's um, like the catalyst, isn't in, it? In, um, in the... What do you know? It's a, I remember it's coking, making steel. Yeah. It's, it's a, is it diet? It's a reducing or? agent. <laughs> there you go, you see. Pepsi Max. Um, it's, yeah, what they do, they, they use carbon, they, they react carbon with iron oxide at high temperature to give you carbon monoxide and molten iron. That's, that's the kind of short version. And they get the carbon from, from coal, but... They, they try and get rid of as many of the impurities from the coal as they can first. Otherwise, those impurities transfer to the metal. So they do that by putting the coal in a coke oven. And basically, it's a big oven that heats up the coal, drives off a lot of the volatile chemicals that would make your iron impure. And you end up with a a form of highly carbonised coal, which you call coke. Right. That's what it is. Uh, 
Um, so it's to make iron. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the main reducing agent oh, in days. the in the uh, the Bessemer smelting process. Right. Yeah. Uh, but this fella, yeah, he he he, he was telling me about. Um, I, I tell kids this, and they they, they absolutely love this story. Um, they, he had this teacher that the class absolutely hated, um, and the, he would get attention by slamming the desk. The teacher's desk was a was a big big wooden desk, and it had like a like a swing lid. I don't know if you remember the old yeah. desks at primary school that had like a swing yeah. lid. Oh, yeah. and you put your stuff oh, in. Yeah. It's like one of those, but really, a really big. One. Yeah. yeah, huge one. Absolutely huge one. And he would walk in when the kids were messing around. He'd pick up this <coughs> lid and he'd slam it down as loud as he could. And they got they got fed up. They got fed up with it because they hated him. They hated yeah. this guy. So they decided one day that they were going to have him. And um, <laughs> a, a few of the lads, they brought in spanners and screwdrivers and various <laughs> things. <laughs> and... Um, they they basically loosened all the nuts and bolts, <laughs> so this desk was barely crime. standing together. It looked like it was gonna, you know, it looked it looked fine, but you know, if, if a wasp had landed on it, it might, it might have fallen over. So so they were all they were all like they were waiting for him to come in, and they were acting up, so he slammed the desk, and so he came in, and obviously does his thing, lifts up the lid, slams the lid, the desk starts to fall apart. But then they got an unexpected bonus because the front part of the desk kind of tipped They fell forward. out the window. The lid slid downwards. Oh, his toes. right on his toes. <laughs> so, so this teacher went, da- went down like a sack of spuds. <laughs> you know, in, in agony, absolute agony. Crawled out of the classroom, swinging his fist at them, saying, "I'm going to have you. I'm going to have you. I'm going to get there." They'd done it then. Well, yes, that's what (laughs) happened. Said the moment he left the room, they got all the spanners, they got all the screwdrivers, they got all the screws. Said it was like the pits at Brandatch. It was, it was unbelievable. They screwed this thing back together. Said by the by the time they were done, you could have anchored the QE2 to it. <laughs> this desk was absolutely solid. So, so the teacher, the teacher, um, hopped back in and uh, with the head, to hospital. The, the head teacher behind him <laughs> saying, "These little bastards! They took this desk apart and it's landed on my feet." And the head's looking. And but I should point out, all the kids are sat there, all of them in their own places, all of them with their arms folded, all of them perfectly silent. Yeah. So he's like, they did this, this they, they, they sabotaged my desk and it hit my toes. And um, the head teacher looked at the class, looked at the teacher, looked at the desk, got the lid, slammed the, the lid down. The desk didn't move. Looked at the, he looked at the kids again. He looked at the teacher again and just walked out of the room shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> and stories like that. that uh, yeah. Yeah. Kids, you know kids can I, be, when you, you, you need to be disciplined, you need to be in control, but if you mm-hmm. push them too far, they'll rebel. Mm-hmm. When you said the first time about slamming the desk, I yeah. thought, oh, what are they going to do? I thought, I know what I would do. I didn't think, I weren't clever enough to think about dismantling it. I was going to get um, tomato puree and put that. Yeah. I would I would get to the top, the underneath of the desk, I'd get a, a jigsaw and nozzle out, nozzle out a little crevasse, that tube of... Nozzle out to crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, a tube of tomato puree could go and it gets squirted in the groin. I don't think they had those kinds of power tools in the 50s. No, you couldn't do it anyway because um, if you chisel it out, it won't, the impact won't release the tomato. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't do that. No. Oh, well. And that's why you won't do things like that. Because I did a similar trick myself. 
on site mm-hmm. when uh, there was a guy we were working with who was always a dick and um, you have like porter cabins when you're working on like proper new build building sites they uh, have porter cabins welfare facilities and uh, you go in there to have your dinner and stuff so in the middle of winter everyone trudges in with the high-vis jackets on and the helmets on and they go and hang the helmet up and put the uh, coat on the peg and then you have a brew and you dinner or whatever so I got an idea once if um, this guy was being a dick when he hung his um, helmet up I would go and on my way out I'd squirt it with brown sauce on the inside oh. and uh, I went out man, it went, I was going to go out for a fag or something no because you were still smoking in port cabins then it's before the smoking ban thing and uh, yeah I smeared his, the inside of his helmet with brown sauce <laughs> oh. I got my own back. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. No, I had a lot of experience with practical joking. No. Neither have I, really. Fucking hell. This week, someone, I came back to work on Monday. <laughs> someone on night shift had changed all the keys round on my fucking keyboard. I didn't notice. And, like, the C was where the X should be and all that shit. <laughs> Typing my password in. No. 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 Locked what out. Fuck. Is he messing with this? took me ages to figure out what I got yes. on because it was subtle. They'd only changed yeah. a couple of things. <laughs> so guy guy sits next to me. to me. Fucking all of them were right. Escape was in the middle. And they, <laughs> just, they made a right mess of it. Yeah, I thought that was, that was good. I, I was more impressed than uh, mm. than annoyed. <sighs> Willful destruction of company property. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Terrible behaviour. Nothing to do right on, on night shift, Ben. I know, there? yeah. Let's have a word. Mm. <laughs> Crack some skulls. So, I've just had a look at the staff list at our school. Um, Mrs. Finity's still there. Do you remember Mrs. Finity? Yeah. History, History teacher. teacher. Yeah. Taught me in year nine. Head of year seven now, I think. Still there, right. I didn't recognise any other name. Is Mr. Gallagher still there in science? There was a, there were yeah, two Mr. Gallagher's. And I think the younger Mr. Gallagher was still there maybe a couple of years ago. He may have gone I now. think he's gone now, because right. my <laughs> nieces and nephews... Uh, God, I don't recognise him. I think Mrs. Chewson was there up until recently. Oh yeah, she retired. Did she leave or retire recently? Or? Maybe I yeah. don't know. Um, Mr. R. E. Reed was was pretty cool. I remember him. Yeah, he Scouser. left. He's another one who left us in the middle of our GCSEs. Burnley it? fan. He was. Was he? Yeah. Oh. No excuse for that. He became deputy head, I think, or head of year. He? he went some. He went to a different school. He left, yeah. didn't he? Because we had Axel Foley for the last six months. <laughs> Axel Foley. Axel yeah. Foley. Mrs. Foley. God, I can't picture her. Was she the one? No, who was the one who used to meditate? Oh, Do I meditate. Uh, yes, evil. Livesey. Yeah. Yes, evil. Who's Yes, evil? Mrs. Livesey. Mrs. Livesey, the RE teacher. Yeah. Remember her too. Yes, evil. Yes, evil. It's her name backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was a bit weird, wasn't she? I remember her doing meditation with me. That was my first experience of meditation. We had to do meditation in, in like groups. It was pretty cool, mm. I thought. Mm. I don't remember. Not ready for that kind of experience. It, it, Plus, you always have a clown, the clown who yeah. <laughs> ruins it. Yeah. They only did it Paul with Paul Farrington. Yeah. Sorry, I remember. <laughs> Paul Farrington, that's another name I've, I've not heard for years. No, I don't know where Years I've and years and years and years. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I wonder uh, where he is. A natural, a, a natural clown. Yeah. Right. And he funny, was funny. funny. He was fucking funny, wasn't he? <laughs> 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 Do you remember the thing where he used to put his arm inside his... <laughs> <laughs> he used 
to put his pull his, his forearms into his <laughs> jumper. Right. So he looked like he just had two stumps. Okay. And, <laughs> to and then fuck about a bit like yeah. this. Yeah. And the teacher would say, What are you doing, Paul? <laughs> can't do it, miss. I can't do it. <laughs> what do you mean, Paul? I can't do the homework. And, and she'd come over and he's like, I can't pick my pen, <laughs> my pen up. Because he's only got stumps for arms. Oh, God. Yeah, just, uh, all the time, wasn't it? Constantly. Yeah. Do you reckon that's him? It's hard to tell. No, I don't think so. Doesn't look old enough. People from uh, primary sc- uh, high school, if you haven't seen him in the... In the period between now and mm. 35 I think you won't recognise half of them no. mm. I think they probably um, <coughs> I, I've got a feeling that some people moved away as well don't they they go to uni and stuff it's a little bit of a kind of a morbid thought are you going to join in the podcast Ben you have been on the phone for the last half an hour <laughs> what are you no, doing no. I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> checking sorry, on his crypto kitties yeah <laughs> I was just just Ooh, thinking that you actually. know uh, <laughs> I, I know it's a bit of a morbid thought, but you know, you're saying before about a teacher and do we still have them? I think of the people who are in my year at school and I think, oh, I wonder if they're all still around because we're I at an age that, yeah. now where, you know, people do. Mm-hmm. There has been some. I do there? know there's a, a lad the year above me who, who died at 19, I think. Mm-hmm. Car so, crashes. Yeah, well, when <laughs> I was in college, there was a car crash and one of the students in my year died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, there were there were four of them Did in the shut, car, and not only one the, only one survived. Did they shut the co- the college and have a day of mourning? I don't I don't remember that, but there was a service. Yeah. But there was a memorial service at the Just that we we went to on the afternoon because that's like a kind of a modern thing, isn't it? Where they probably shut the school now, mm. and you'd have a day. Would you? You'd have a day off, mm. wouldn't you, in memory or whatever, because it's everyone to get over the shock. That would yeah. happen in most organisations. Mm. I remember when I was an I was an electrician. Mm working for a local company, and one of the apprentices was killed in a car accident. Really? In fact, no, I'd already left because Mm. um, I went to the funeral and I was obviously self-employed and they were all there, all my ex-bosses and Mm co-workers. And there was a, I think there was a a flower, a a light bulb made out of flowers that they put on the, Mm -hmm. it was really sad. Mm -hmm. Do you know what this lad's nickname was at work? No. Crash test dummy. Oh, oh God. God. He'd already written two cars off. Did he just drive like a maniac yep. or something? Right. Yeah. These Ro- Do you remember the Rover yeah. 200ZR, was it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the MG ZR. Seat, yeah. The souped up one. Yeah. That was maybe 200 horsepower, something like that. Mm. They spend, they'd spend all the wages on car insurance. Because mm. you're an apprentice, you're in Jack. Yeah. I mean, it's better now than it was back then. And they was basically spunk all the money on car insurance and pimping the cars and... Uh, it, it crashed. I'm sure it crashed too, because it's not unusual for an apprentice to crash a car. So I think he would have to have crashed it twice to have gotten been given the moniker crash Shielded. test dummy. Yeah, and it just came to fruition. Yeah, it's really sad. It is sad. It's yeah. awful. I remember I got legendarily pissed at his funeral. It, we went to the Black Bull, and I remember meeting one of my co-workers there, and, and he, he said it was quite funny. I remember he said you you just went to the bar and there was a, a bloke there waiting for getting pints poured and you just picked one up and said cheers mate and walked off and <laughs> drank it and then you stumbled over fell into me missus and then went into the ladies' toilets. It's like level 100 mind sweeping. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Maybe if you're confident enough. Maybe I'll just yeah. Darren Brown. <laughs> yeah. I did it with that much confidence. So. Oh, cheers, mate. Nice one. <laughs> he just let me have it. Just, yeah, all right. He was sat after sport. Yeah. I thought it was someone's boyfriend who tagged along or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I'm like Darren Brown. I've got abilities. You were just pissed. Yeah. Yeah, it was just complete bravado. Mm-hmm. Skills. Don't get silly drunk like that these days. No. Very, very rarely. No. When was the last time you got horrendously drunk like that, Ben? Horrendously. The last, last time, time we were out. Completely wasted. Last time we were out, I was drunk, but I get kind of more maudlin drunk now than uh, <laughs> than crazy drunk. Got to push on through, haven't you, to get to yeah. the good stuff? Where you feel? Uh, when did we go to the warehouse? That was the we last. That's when I was going to say. Yeah, we were f- shit faced. <laughs> that was the last. That was about eighteen months ago. I think that was yeah. good. Yeah. Do you know, More. it's very rare I get that maudlin drunk. I've had mm. that experience maybe, I would say, half a dozen times in my life. I don't it's think weird. I get maudlin drunk. Mm. Yeah. You go through the whole, oh, I'm drunk, I'm doing crazy stuff, blah, 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 blah. And then, then I get to a phase where I start to realise what I'm doing. So almost like unwanted self-awareness. That sounds like sobering up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, it yeah. is. I think it is. But But... While I'm still drinking, so there's like a little window where I can I can Got to either make beer. the right decision and stop and stop acting like a dickhead, or maybe I just need to push it push on push and through to break on through yeah. to the other yeah. side. Yeah. See what happens <laughs> to the other side. Mm. I have to uh, I have to give it a go next time. Maybe tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if only for tonight. Am I the only? Am I the only person here today who's doing dry January then? Uh, oh yep. yeah, you're not bad, yeah. So, oh, mate. I don't. I think how much do you drink normally in over a week? Uh, gallons. Be honest, it depends. Pints. Depends on the time. <laughs> it depends time on, of day. Yeah, in evenings. Red red wine with cornflakes is a bit weird. I to say. You got to use. We're back on Saturday. <laughs> when when Sam Allardyce was caught on doing that thing, didn't he have a pint of wine? Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> really? It was a pint of wine. He sells yeah. a pint of wine. <laughs> I suppose if you're Sam Allardyce, you England manager, you sell a pint of wine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. Wine. Yeah, that was about pounds. He probably yeah. wasn't paying for the dinner, was he? So yeah, a pint of wine. Uh, but to answer your question, I'm not trying to avoid your question. You've thought of being a politician. <laughs> uh, I haven't, yeah, I haven't developed the ability to look people in the eye and lie to them <laughs> repeatedly, unfortunately. That's uh, a lie. Look at that's him go. A lie, yeah. mm. um, what was I going to say? Um, How much do you drink? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's not during holiday times, not a lot, not a lot. Uh, I don't really tend to drink during the week, and maybe I'll have um, a bottle of wine over the course of a weekend. So like on a Friday night and a Saturday night, a couple of glasses. Yeah. So, so that, typically that's about it. So in term time, nothing Monday to Friday. Usually, yeah. And then you'll have a couple day. of glasses with tea, Friday, Saturday night maybe. Yeah, yeah, and evening over the weekend. That's, that's not much it. at all. It's not not many lot, really. units. No. So what happens when school's out? Uh, then I have a <laughs> bit more. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like, I don't go mad, but um, I have more. I, I, I drink a bit more when I'm on holiday. You know, I, I tend to let my, let my hair down. I'm on holiday, yeah. Yeah, but you're a teacher, you're on holiday a lot. What about like in a half term? <laughs> oh, burn. Oh, You've started really, now. Really, really me in again. We're not counting the about... two weeks a year you go abroad. I mean, <laughs> All the right. other ten weeks or whatever. Uh, I maybe have a bit more, but not loads. No? No, what? not loads. Two maybe. bottles of wine. Yeah, maybe, yeah. A week. Something like that, yeah. 
or, or a couple of bottles. So really you don't there. do any binge drinking? No, I don't. I don't. I don't drink to excess. Uh, at you all don't drink now. to get drunk. Not really. No. 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 I'm similar to that. No. Usually, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> drink to forget. Yeah. What do you forget? <laughs> to forget what? I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> forgot. What do you? How That's much a really do you drink? drink a week a really bad gag. <clears throat> Either one can of beer or one bottle of beer uh, normally um but last but then sometimes nothing depends if i what if i have a can of beer at the podcast and that's the only time i drink now really unless i go uh, out obviously which is very rare mm. no worry but obviously over christmas like steve said over christmas i drank a bottle of port myself because it's christmas started drinking in day and stuff oh every day pretty, except for two <laughs> days yeah so i had port uh, this is heightened because you have a you now have a living chauffeur for the next few months. Well, uh, well, yeah, but she's she's pretty. Uh, I I just don't ask her that much to be honest with you. I just sort myself out. Plus, you know, we have a son and he's in bed a lot of the time, and mm. um, so you can't just leave him at home, unfortunately. So you essentially are a non-drinker. I wouldn't. You uh, drink one can a week. I wouldn't deface myself. I mean, you might as well, What you know, can you not see yourself getting to the point where you just give up that can? Yeah. Well, I don't, I have. Because mm. oh, my yeah. wife is ill at home now. Why is it? She's ill. No, why is uh, <laughs> your attitude to alcohol changed? Because I'm fucking tired all the time, basically. And alcohol makes me even more tired. And I have to run round after a three-year-old all day. I think you. I think when you have kids, you start thinking about the next day more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If I get really leathered tonight, tonight, um, I'm going to get woke up at six o'clock, mm-hmm. and I'm going to have a horrible stonking hangover, and they're going to be screaming at me while I'm hungover. Line Consequences. So that you you're more yeah. looking at the the day after. Exactly. Yeah. When you're eighteen. Doesn't matter. Fucking might not be alive tomorrow. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let's do it. You so last night on Earth, yes. you should have uh, that discussed all the time. <laughs> you recover more quickly as well, don't you? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, Leave it. It'll, it'll just go. But yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a, a, a quite a change. The other thing is, is I don't see the point in it as much now, <laughs> as well. It's less meaningful. Yeah, because I, 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 I can do other things to relax, like <laughs> playing on the PlayStation or watching telly. Do you not have a pint when you when we're playing Destiny on? No. <laughs> yeah, do. <laughs> I'll have a. Who bottle. drinks playing computer games? Me. God. Yeah, that's why I'm so too. shit. Yeah. Well, if I'm playing on Friday, Saturday night. Wow. Oh, I take yeah. it far more seriously. Yeah. Don't impair yeah. my uh, your judgment. You, my, my hand-eye coordination. <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, I just don't see the. Uh, plus, I'm getting to the stage now where it's just a bit. Bo- I've been so drunk so many times. <laughs> it's just a bit boring. Yeah. But I'll, I'm sure there'll be plenty more times where I'll get so drunk and be ashamed of myself. I wish there was more drugs available. <laughs> okay. More drugs? Yeah. So, for example, you might say, well, yeah, like you said, I'm bored of alcohol. Mm. Maybe I'll try acid. I'd love, when are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Is this next Wednesday? <laughs> Imagine if you could do that. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, P-O-T. I'm bored with PLT. Mm. Ayahuasca. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I That's just hardcore. Say yeah. somebody who has to work with young people, I neither support nor endorse <laughs> this particular line of thinking. Absolutely. It's a thought experiment. Yeah. When we're pensioners, <laughs> let's all do heroin. But that's that, where was, we, that was a Billy Conley one, that. Yeah, like when when yeah. the doctor tells him he's dying of cancer, he's, yeah, like, he's going to try it all. He's going to be yeah. there with the injection. 
Should what was it? The, the sheep. <laughs> he said he'd bring the sheep yeah, along. Yeah, that was it, yeah. In an isolation tank. <laughs> um, but that's what we were talking about earlier. It should all be licensed and sold, I think. Tax it and control it. Yeah. yeah. This is something that we have to educate children on and um, it is quite quite interesting you know talk, talk, talk to them about about the dangers of substance abuse because there are dangers related to it too and what mm-hmm. have you mm-hmm. um, and the, you've got the classification system and one of the interesting things that came out of it was that if, if alcohol was was a new drug mm. and it was and it was classified today it would be class A oh it'd be because off the of its, because of its, yeah, yeah. its the damage most lethal to people, drug it's, in, yeah, on the planet it's addictiveness and the damage it can cause to society and on all exactly, the other things. Yeah. yeah, it's it's um, it's used its value. It's reached the end of its usefulness. Alcohol. Mm. It was an evolutionary thing because the water wasn't safe you to drink. Really yes, yes. Yeah. you drunk mead and homebrew mm. beer because mm. lovely, of, lovely of, mead. Kills the, mm. kills the, bugs the people yeah. who didn't drink as much got more dysentery or mm. typhoid or whatever and they died out yeah. it was an, an evolutionary program which mm. has run its course well that was the thing wasn't it like whoa, whoa. i'm like dawkins <laughs> get that as a soundbite <laughs> we'll send it to bbc sounds yeah. Yeah. i get some people to interview this this sums up our podcast <laughs> I'm coming in your mouth. Carthage. Yeah. Carthage. Yeah. What was your what's the thing you was going about? Tank museum. <laughs> tank museum. <laughs> that can't be a thing. German tank museum. <laughs> Rommel. You Rommel's, don't have a thing. You don't have a thing yet. No, I don't. You, have no you repeat. I do. I repeat loads. Something of that you wank on over. about. Um. Matt, he's got he's got a, a, a review system for, uh, for films. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a logarithm. Oh, I'm on my I third think. one. I could do I could do more stories on uh, Second World War prisoners of war. Yeah, that's that's my shtick. I think. Yeah. Wow. Why have you got some new ones? I, I know some other ones. Oh, Col- Col- not, the Coldix is there's a great still there, are they? <laughs> <laughs> there's a great one about cold. Well, towards the end of the Second World War, uh, Coldix, um, when the Germans were were. You know they were they were going to lose. Where was called it? It's in. It's in our attic, Austria. It's oh, crikey. Let me think. Boxes of it damaged. <laughs> not in Poland. I I'm gonna say I think it's it's definitely in towards the east. It might not be in what we class as Germany anymore. I, I'm not sure, but it's in the it's in the eastern part of Europe. Um, yeah, the, towards the end of the war, they wanted to offer prisoners the opportunity to have some time outside the walls to do work. And they offered them work, and it would be paid work. Um, now, of course, all the prisoners of war looked at each other and said, well, we're not going to help the enemy, no way. And uh, the, the invitation was, if you have a particular trade that you think might be helpful, mm. the, come forward <coughs> and speak to us. They did this at the, what they call the appel, the roll call. So they had the desk at the front with the officer with his, his pen and his she- sheet of pa- sheets of paper waiting for somebody to come forward. And a French prisoner of, prisoner of war marched defiantly forward, mm. and all the other prisoners looked to them and you know started grumbling under the you know traitor and all that and he went to the front and uh, the German commandant celebrating his uh, propaganda victory said very loudly would you be willing to work for a German and this man said in French something along the lines of I would gladly do my work for a hundred Germans and the commandant was thrilled and they said uh, what is your name and he gave his name what is your profession he said Crockmort 
which is French for Undertaker. (laughs) (laughs) So he was marched off to solitary with all the prisoners of war cheering and clapping. Legend has it that even some of the German soldiers had a bit of a smile. You know, they actually got the joke and appreciated the joke. No, That's appreciated the balls. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. so. Respect that. I mean. yeah. Yeah. Steve it's like when, when someone on the opposition team scores a wonderful goal in football. And you still Occasionally clap. you clap. Yeah, you feel moved to clap. Yeah, yeah. someone smashes a volley in from 35 yeah. yards and it hits the crossbar and goes down and back in because they're the yeah. best goals. Tony Boa was a specialist in them, mm-hmm. well, the, smashing the, the crossbar. The time I remember seeing that was away at Watford in early 98 and uh, it's quite uh, yeah I remember well, it well. <laughs> yes do <It's> Dato <laughs> Gary, Gary Parkinson who has locked in syndrome now oh God, does he yeah. he does Fuck. yeah because yeah. um, he was a summariser on Radio Lancashire we we were 2-0 down and we won a free kick it was central but it was about 35 yards out so he was he was not far from being in your own half and uh, the way he lined it up, he, he had a hell of a shot on him. He really did. Hardest shot I've ever seen. And you could see by the way he was looking at it. Don't cry. <laughs> I'm getting just thinking about it. He, he, you could just see he was going to shoot. We had players in the area. So, you know, it looked like we we're going to put a ball in. You know, yeah. but he's going to hit this. And I went with, I dragged along a couple of friends and I said, he's going he's to hit this. He's going to have a go from here. And they're like, no way, no way. And he just ran up to it full tilt. From a, His run-up was pretty much from the halfway line. He just ran straight at the ball and smashed it with the instep as hard as he could. And it just gradually rose and rose and rose. The keeper had a full view of it and couldn't get across enough <laughs> oh, in time. Wow. It went right in the top corner. So we all went absolutely mental because that is the best goal I've ever seen. And I looked around and you could see most of the Watford fans were clapping. Yeah. You know, you know it wasn't, it's usually like the old one or two. But they were virtually all clapping because yeah. they thought that was just, just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm getting there emotional. A, there was a similar yeah, thing uh, uh, I remember now. with goalkeepers. So the the town end, the mm. home end, would always clap the goalkeeper mm-hmm. if he was coming at your end at the beginning yeah. or at half yeah, time. Yeah. At half time, and, and yeah, the, right, yeah. And the keeper had a choice. Clap back. Clap back. Yeah. Mm. And the ones that didn't used to get booed yeah. to the Stone Age, to the late oh, yeah. Bronze Age, yeah. to, to 1177 BC. And occasionally there were one or two who would look like, why are you clapping me? And they were literally like, ah, yeah, do younger that. ones. They'd have, younger a, bit keepers, of a, they'd have yeah. a bit of look on the face, like, what are you doing? And then they would maybe just like give a little clap and they'd get a cheer. They were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I, I lived in the Northeast for a while and I told some of my Middlesbrough supporting mates about that and they thought, they thought it was hilarious. You, I was just going to ask you, is this a, a national thing? No, is this it's a not. North End they, thing? They, they've never heard anything like it. Fucking they, they hell, thought, that's weird. They, they, that. they didn't like it at Add all. Add that to list, butter pies and clapping at goalies. Yeah, yeah. He, he said, Arch He said, yeah, we Arch do, we do L- that. Largest parish, uh, uh, tallest parish church in the country. Oh, uh, Warburg, yeah. Spire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's only cathedrals that are taller right. than it. So it's so, actually yeah. the largest, par- uh, the tallest parish church. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like we interrupted you. Oh, no, it's okay. <laughs> I was, I was always, always going to say that the Borough fans said, uh, oh, yeah, we'd clap them. And when they clap back, we'd jeer them. I thought, that's not very sporting, is it? There you go. You clap, so they you clap, clap them, them get when the When the goalkeeper would clap back, they'd jeer them. Right, so the difference is at North End, we cheer them. Yeah, the difference is they're a bunch of knobheads and we're not. <laughs> Wow. My wife's from Middlesbrough, by the way, so <laughs> <laughs> it's a good job she doesn't listen to this. Is that a, a yeah. Mackham? Or, or a family. No, that's Sunderland. Sunderland. Mackham. So what's a smoky? A smoggy's Middlesbrough. Smoggy, Smoggy. Middlesbrough. 
Yeah. Smoggy. You've got Geordies, Mackhams, and Smoggies. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Mackham and Tackham to see. They're all colours of cats, right? <laughs> They'll sound like colours of Kipto cats. Critties. <laughs> yeah. Crit- <laughs> <laughs> Mine have probably died. I've not fed them for that's <laughs> part of a year. Don't cats eat their owners if the owner dies in the house? Yeah, they go for the face first because that's the juiciest parts. Do they not go for the, the the anus first? No, they go for the face because like tears salty and. and most animals stinging. go straight for the anus. No, no, not most good. animals. That's only um, mammals. It, no, it's only. A few is it mountain lions or coyotes? One of them. There's, they go. It's not just coyotes. It's everything. They go. They go for the anus. Are you saying, first. as a mammal, Bear. you would go straight for the anus? Yep. <laughs> if we if all you get attacked now. by a grizzly, it's going to eat you from the arsehole first. Really? Yep. It's going straight for your anus. <laughs> <laughs> it's the juiciest bit. My cat's not even got the decency to wait for me to die. Spikes <laughs> 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 me all the time. <laughs> No, no, she's never gone for that, fortunately. He's falling asleep on his face. (laughs) (laughs) Cat's got his head buried in your arse. That's a felt. I don't I don't know. When she was a kitten, she was a a prolific scratcher. We've had a cat about four months now. Right. I go into work and I'm sure they think I'm self harming. He or she a kitten? Actually a kitten. she's 16 months now so. yeah they, yeah. they kind of grow yeah. out of that but she's I still bites she likes to bite yeah, yeah she, just... she bites your finger and then she licks it better and then she right. bites it again oh, that's nice isn't it sadist yeah, not really she's vicious she's horrible <laughs> she was she was the evil one of the litter we were told that mm-hmm. I remember did she used to beat climb up the, the curtains oh she's when just she was a, a complete freak she, she slammed the curtains she's 15 years old now and she's still really? she's a complete freak yeah I can't believe that. They get her on Reddit. They're wild about old cats for yeah. now. For, oh, we definitely. I can't believe so she's an stories. old cat. Oh, she is. She, she's. She won't think so because she's in such good health. I had, she'll live forever. Rude someone. health. Rude health. Yeah. Rude Rude had one. Straight it was in anus. its twenties. <laughs> I knew a cat that was in its twenties. Someone who I worked with had a cat that was like 20, 21 or something ridiculous. Did it go to university? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it set up this app called Crypto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, cryptocurrency. <laughs> late late teens for a cat is fairly common, isn't it? Nowadays, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can live they can live a long time. They look they've still looked after, yeah. Oh, I only right. thought they lasted three years. What have I got myself no, in no. for? You, you you that's a long term commitment that. Yeah. Like, our, our cat's on her third <coughs> dog. Really? She's out oh, she's outlived man. one whole dog. Oh. She came in towards the end of the life of our first dog and she's on the third one now. Oh. Our dog is um I think just turned 10. Wow. So, oh. She's had a rough time recently, hasn't she? Uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. She had she major right cancer surgery. She had a um, oh. uh, mammary tract removed. Ooh. I told you about the vet, didn't I? I got a price yeah, for the yeah. vet. Well, you just did it yourself because it was too expensive. <laughs> That's the price for the vet. That's the ice cream scoop. <laughs> I'm going in. <laughs> and uh, I think it was about 350 to 400 pounds for this operation. That's not too bad. And uh, I got the bill, it was £800. Ah. And uh, I said, what's going on, like? And he, he sort of rung up half laughing and said, yeah, I sort of, uh, I underestimated the length of your dog. <laughs> <laughs> he realised he was charging by the metre. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what his explanation was. Wow, so did you pay him or did you come to an agreement? Like no, I paid, well, it was under insurance, it was yeah. an insurance job, oh, but yeah. you still have to pay up front. Yeah, of course. And then yeah, claim it back. Yeah. And you don't claim, you only get... 
you have your access and then something like a 20 or 30% contribution yeah. that you have to make yeah. to all your bills. So. Our dog cost two and a half grand once. Um, <sighs> it was an overnight stay, two nights at the vets. They had no idea what was wrong with him. I think he'd been poisoned, but he was like throwing up weird Aww. shit and like. Why did it cost two grand? Two and a half grand it cost. He, he had two operations, two exploratory operations. Uh, I think he died in the night a couple of times and he brought him round. <laughs> wow. CPR on so, a dog, really? Yeah. yeah Is that yeah, a yeah. thing? Yeah. Adrenaline. <laughs> Stats. <laughs> yeah, it would have been on the journey operation. But anyway, they, they looked at him overnight and, and it was two two days. Still okay. didn't know what was wrong with him and he recovered. Oh. Um, but I had to pay a lot Should have just left it. Would have been fine. Yeah, would have been fine. We were on holiday. Yeah. Our, our dogs developed a, a jealous trait. Really? Mm. Recently. It's not a phantom pregnancy, is it? That's, that's no, game. she got spayed. She has had one of them. Right. She used to take her toys. She dug a hole in the garden. Used to take her toys out and put them in the in the. And she started lactating. Mm. The dog wasn't even pregnant. How much do you save on milk? <laughs> oh God, uh, a lot. What was I saying about the dog? Uh, All the jealousy. jealousy. Yeah. Right. Say it's games night on the mm. PS network where we meet up and play Destiny 2. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's anything wrong with that. I would love to do a Dungeons and Dragons night. <laughs> she takes the kids to bed on games night. Mm. Monday, Tuesday, I do. Mm. Wednesday, Thursday, she does because we have uh, band practice on Wednesday yes. and games night on Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Friday I do. Saturday we do alternates, and Sunday she does because it's podcast recording wow, night. Full rotor. Yeah, it's you got to be. You got to have a you gotta system. Nail this. Got to have a system. Got to have a system. Good, good for kids. Just Just this is why you're having tea at eight o'clock. Probably, yeah. Listen, I'm listening. All right. So it was games night. Uh, seven o'clock comes. Night kids. She goes up with him. I come in here. Get myself comfortable. Ready for a takes, night. Takes of, his pants off. <laughs> night of games. <laughs> And uh, she will come down from taking the kids to bed at half seven or whatever, sit down on the couch. The dog will sit on the couch at the opposite end to her. Yeah. Not clingy or anything. Say at 10 o'clock when I come in from games night, I go and sit next to the missus and she starts getting up and growling and throwing her weight around. An old dog. Who's the dog jealous of? Is she jealous? It's protective, is it protective? Yeah. <laughs> She's protecting yeah. you, misses. Is it? Is it? Is it? Is it the? Is it the is it protecting? Because I'm not a threat. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, maybe she wants you to fuss her first before you mm. fuss again. Your wife. You, you speak oh, to your she wife. could be jealous of the misses. Yeah. Because mm. my oh, I never see, thought that. She, like she might see your your misses as a rival. Oh, next week you need to go in and hug the dog. Mm. Yeah, sit, yeah. Sit Try that. Go to the dog first. Give the dog a fuss and a pet. And is that not giving in to her though? No, she should know that her pecking order is is under the misses. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> well, you it's know. not how you would train a dog. Well, well you could yeah. you could get her off the couch. She's on the couch, right? Mm. So you could say, "Get off the couch when you come in," and she will, and then give her some some affection, right? And see how that goes. And then the misses. Yeah, if you, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, do you do you give your missus any affection when you go into the room? You sit next to. Her. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I try and spoon. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I try and spoon a bit. I think I can see what her problem oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a very affectionate. I'm a, a very affectionate partner. I think. I think more than 
average. I would say I'm a, above average in the affectionate department as a partner. Right, okay. Mm. I would say. I like to cuddle. Yeah. You're already doing better than me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> you a big spoon most nights then? Every night. Oh, fuck Every that. Night, it's yes. too hot. <laughs> no, it's hot being the little spoon, isn't it? No, no, no both I wouldn't ways. know. I wouldn't know. I've no never, have you never I've been, been the little spoon? I don't think so, no. It's a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. You do but he's so safe. much bigger. Yeah, I know. It's, it's weird. How can a smaller person <laughs> make up? It works. I don't know. You're being she the big it. spoon on the inside. Yeah. You're like, not being bizarre. the little spoon. But um, If it was in a cutlery drawer, I'd be pissed. <laughs> but it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's to the corkscrew yes. do you have a corkscrew in the cutlery jaw only in the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> what else do you keep in your cutlery jaw other than cutlery oh batteries screwdriver. <laughs> one screwdriver corkscrew. never fits yeah. anything you have the corkscrew uh, corkscrew and you know those plastic things that you can use to close up bags of pasta that have been opened <laughs> You know, like uh, oh, it's a plastic. Ties. Yeah, um, they're, like they're not size, like bits clamp. of they're like plastic clamps, clamps that, you, uh, that you used to. Yeah, we use them. Like, I use them they're, to they're make the poached drawer. eggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. Ah, brilliant. Because you told brilliant. me this me- method, you oh, get you get a, yes. a small cup. Oh yeah. You uh, drop some cling fill in there. Mm. Have you heard this? Oh yeah. This yeah. is you have heard this. This you, you will you, never look into yeah. a poached egg in the same way again. You give it a spray with a bit of spray oil. Then you crack your egg in there. And you zip the cling film up with one of these little plastic clamps, mm-hmm. and you bang it in boiling water for five minutes, no more, no less. And then uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a twat getting them out and cutting the bag because yeah. your fingers are burning. Yeah, yeah you, uh, you see, you need a little plate. You need one of those, <laughs> one of those an big, egg receptacle, <laughs> a, a ladle with holes in it, so that you 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 fish it. Laden holes in? Ladle holes in? Ladle holes in? Yeah, well, you know, have you, we, have you not spoon. got like a, yeah. a slotted spoon? There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you can Is that fish the big spoon or the little spoon? This is the a slotted spoon. spoon. Yeah, it's a big slotted spoon. I'm trying to fish a slotted spoon. Drop it on the little plate, and you you you're good to go then. Right, so I need a slot. You need a large <laughs> slotted spoon. No, yeah. but, but you're still going to cut the baggie and get it out. Yeah. Getting the cling film off, that yeah. can burn your hands. What's the implement for that? You just have to suck that up. The, the implement is being very careful. Yeah, rubber gloves. <laughs> yeah, you could wear, you could wear gloves. Faff. Because yeah. they're a faff to get on and off, yeah, aren't you they? You use a knife or something to... Yeah, I off. use scissors. So I hold the top of oh, the cling the film, ah. cut it with the scissors, but then you've got to unwrap the boiling egg out of the cling <laughs> film that's steaming off and it burns your fingers yeah Just stop being such a fan gotta do it quick it's not for me it's for her because she always goes oh fucking no she hates doing it I always have to do it because it burns her fingers fucking suck it up, well then. that's the solution I was going to yeah. say employ someone to do it for you but she's already, <laughs> do, you, she's already do, you, do you have the poached eggs on toast oh yeah so what you With do brown is sauce. you, 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 you fish them out with your slotted spoon stick yeah. them on the plate Smash then it. if you've timed everything just right, <laughs> if you've got it just right, got it down to a nice, your toast will pop up at that moment. <coughs> yeah. You butter your toast before ah, the yes. toast goes cold so the in butter the melts. Window, yeah. In the window and of in the, yeah. the yeah. Yeah. Or, or you make your cup of tea or coffee whilst your eggs are cooling, which I've yeah. also done. And then by the time you come back to your eggs, they've cooled down a little bit. No, no, no. Fingers. No, problem. Uh-oh. 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 Um, 
eggs continue to cook once you remove them from the cooking source. Mm. I, you need to take it out. Yeah, but the, that, the, that the five cling minutes, films, the cling films cooled down a little bit. No, no, no. That five fingers. minutes is when the egg is perfect. Right. That's when it needs to be eaten. Oh, oh right, great. Well, you're putting. If you, I didn't realise you were. If you leave it on the plate for a few minutes, yeah, you'll bre- you'll smash <laughs> it. It'll hatch, <laughs> <laughs> and the the yolk won't be runny. Oh, okay. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. There's, a, there's a limit. Like with the toast, there is a window to eat your eggs. Where's Heston Blumenthal when you need him? He's into all the science of food. It's like scrambled eggs. You know, when you make scrambled eggs in the pan mm. and you get it, so it's just about congealed and then you take the heat off and you leave it in the pan and it cooks the last couple of minutes, minute and a half in the pan. It continues to cook. It's it has like... to be eaten immediately. Right. <laughs> No! <laughs> do it! Do it now! <laughs> Come on! Kill me! <laughs> Why do the French only have one egg for breakfast? No, because one egg is enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good! Very good. Uh, should we play some poker? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I'm gonna play poker. Bye. We'll come oh, forever. Right. Okay. I just want to eat some pretzels. Thank you,